0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Abram Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, considered almost a Rosh Hashanah Minag, is heir Rosh Hashanah to do Atarus Nadorim. I'd like to share with you a little bit of Rabbi Yoshib's interesting hanhogis uh, in Atarus Nadorim. I think he could teach us something besides the dinam of Atarus Nadorim. When Rabbi Yoshev would say at he wouldn't say, Shimuna Rabbeisai. Of course, Rabbi Yoshev would be standing, and we're talking about people in Eretz Yisrael that he would stand in front of. We weren't talking about people up from the street, but people that probably were deserving to daven together Rabbi Yoshev. You can imagine, Chachomim. But Rabbi Yoshev would not say, Rabbeisai, and he wouldn't say the words, Dayonim Mumchim. In fact, one of the years before he was nifter, he just say shimon adayonim. He called him dayonim. He wouldn't say dayonim mumchim. And then um, towards the end of ataros nedarim, at least in our nusach, the Ashkenaz nusach is da nu kiyef shulafortam. Right? There's too many to 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 specify. Rebel Yoshev would not say. Uh, Rabbi Yisai. Would not say that. And it would seem the reason is because he didn't think it was true. Um, now, you take a look here in the footnote that's appended to this discussion. I have it up here for you. Uh, it, the Rabbi Yoshev mentioned that he knew, of course, the Nusach. He says, the Nusach that we have that got into the Ashkenazi Sidurim uh, the sources from the Shlha kodish uh, Rabbi Shia Levi Horowitz and there it does say Rabbi Saidayoni Mumchim. Um, the Mariah, quoting the greater Sleima Klugel uh, from Broad, says maybe they're not Mumchim, the people you're talking to. Maybe they're especially many of sometimes you know and I'm not happy about it when I see it. It might be just some children, some teenagers but it's a derech kobod that we treat them like dionim. Um And R- Rav Shlomo said we find a similar thing by a get. By a get, the get is kosher, even though the the person that who is supposedly giving the get, you write Rav or Chacham. You know the person's not a Rav or Chacham. We don't say oh that's not that person, and the get is possible. Um, And uh, for example, we find another case where Flei McLuger says where you don't mean the thing exactly. For example, if a person says, "This is my son, my slave," so we how does how do we interpret this? We interpret this to mean he's your slave. So why'd you call him your son? You called him your son because you love him like a son. So in other words, many times people use terminologies and they say, dayonim mumchem. you don't mean Dayonim, you don't mean Rabbi Isai. It's COVID. You're trying to give the person a little bit of COVID, the fact that he was willing to be part of your Hattores Nadorim. Um, however, what Rabbi Yoshev did was also found by the great Adaris, Rabbi Ulyod, David Rabbeinowitz Te'umim, uh, father-in-law of Rav Kuk Zatza, who also took off in his siddur, he felt, and I'm not sure how they, how they in other words, um, they, they, Rabbi Yechiel Michal Tokachinsky wrote that he saw in the Adaris' siddur, he, he crossed out or indicated the words Dayon and Mumcham be said. So there is precedent to being honest, especially in Arab Rosh Shona. Obviously, they have to understand what it is you're saying to them, but maybe to be careful about how you're referring to them, especially if the person you're talking to, he's not a Rav, he's not your Rebbe, and he's definitely not a Dayan Mumcha. Roshlein Mazalman Arebach, however, um, felt that um, that's the Nusach in the Siddur. So say whatever in the Siddur. Um, and, um, and even if it's true, that uh, the Idaris was against, it, from his felt, there was nothing that was so difficult about doing that. Um, So anyway, I thought that was interesting that Rebel Yoshev, you know, stood for Emmes, and he wasn't going to call somebody his Rebbe, or that somebody was that if he was not. So, um, I don't think it's Gaiba on his part. He wants to be honest. Um, Um... There is another interesting nusach that some people have at the end. Um, Some people have the nusach ukeshem shematirin bebezdin shomata. Kach yiu bebezdin shomava. Rebel Yosha felt the right way to say that is this way. Kesheim shematirin habezdin, not bibezdin. Kishem shamatirin Ha Bezdin, the one that you're with now, Habezdin Mutarin, Mi Bezdhan Shalmala. And in other words, not Bibesdin, me bezdin. In other words, the diktuk. What's going on now? We have a bezdin here. And the bezdin is being matur your nether. Kishem shamatirin. Ha bezdin shalmata, which is going on now. So it should be, we should be mutarin from the bezdin Shalmala did say it more v'diktuk. Okay. Now. Those are just a couple of nakudas about, uh, there's some more, but those are a couple of nakudas about ataris nadarin. What about women doing ataris nadarin? We talked about the idea of Takiyah Shofar, and I saw Reb Herschel Schechter talked about this. I didn't see his Pesach, but I know this year, for example, there's going to be many women who won't go to Shul. And the question, of course, do they need to be there because they've heard Shofar their whole life. They've always had people blow Shofar for them. Um, and should we be Matriach people to blow Shofar for women? And as I remember, I told you from the Pesach of Chochem uh, that hataras San is not necessary, especially this year. I, and I, I'm not sure of Shechter Paskin. But anyway, women are not only involved in Pkiya Shofar, but also, what about Hataris Nedarim? So, in Rebel Yoshev's house, um, Rebel Yoshev's wife would come out and do Hataris Nedarim in front of the men. She didn't just have her husband do it. She would actually do it. Um... The uh, the Minag, of course, according to Ruh Shlomo Zalman is for women not to do nadarim. Uh, Rav Rav his Shlomo Zalman said that they basically, they show up at Kol Nidre, and Kol Nidre counts for their Hathoros Ndorim. Some people have their wives in mind. It doesn't seem like that was an Eitzah for Rebel Yoshev or Ruh Shlomo Zalman sounds like Rabbi felt that his wife could go be mat nether, even though it was in front of men. She went and did it. Well, we're going to be thinking about that challah coming up, that round challah. I'm not sure if by the Sephardim they have the big round challah or not, Moshe, but I assume they have something special in Rosh Hashanah, a big round lafa or something. So the question is, honey, yes. What about salt? So, on Rosh Hashanah, um, Rebel Yoshev's meaning was to have on the table salt and honey. However, it was on the table, but he only dipped it in the honey, not in the salt. In other words, the salt was on the table, but now, where does that uh, come from? So, Rebel Yoshev explained. If you take a look in Ramah, in, 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 in Arachayim, Ramo says that Mitzvah al kol shulchan melech kodim sheyibotza. In other words, even if um, you know uh, you don't need salt because the bread is doesn't need the salt, it's pasnakia, it doesn't need salt at all. It has salt when it was baked. It's not because the bread is gonna be bad tasting the Ramad says you should still have on the table salt because the, shulk, the Shulchan is is bayach. The Achilah is like a carbon. And we know it says, But that doesn't necessarily mean that you dip the bread in the salt. You have the salt on the table. So that's enough of a symbolism. And that was also from Azalman Urabach's Minatu. Um, now, I know there are people who do both. But Rabbi felt, look, what you're trying to do is show it's sweet tonight. You're trying to show sweetness. So therefore, sweetness, you dip it in the in the, in, in the honey. Have the salt, but you don't need to actually dip in the salt as well. And I would say, if somebody does that, he's yeah, a shtickle of machmir for no reason, and he doesn't know that the Paiske Ador said you didn't have to do that. So honey is enough. There doesn't need to be any salt. Uh, Robert oh. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering. Uh, we say usually bitter with the sweet. So why not? What not? Why not something bitter? Just not to not to use it, but have it have it on the table. Not on Russia's show. Okay.
1: About. Look. Accept,
0: I... but we have to accept it. Whatever <laughs> she is going to be,
1: right? <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm Okay, you I'm know,
0: Doctor just... Kogan, you you are. Dr. Kogan, I don't know if anybody could, if everyone heard him, Dr. Kogan is saying, isn't there a great, nice symbolism that salty, which is sort of like tears and bitterness, goes together with honey. So it's sort of like you take everything, especially this year, the corona year, everybody took a lot of the bitterness along with the sweetness. So I, I, I suppose you could look at it symbolically. But I, I, I think the main thing is the Minna Yisrael developed in order that it should be swamped with sweetness. That's what you should be about. In other words, this night of din that's leading up to the din, it's all matuk. It's all sweet things. And, and, and therefore, you don't have to worry about, because anyway, the halakh is, is, is really to have the salt on the table symbolically. Not necessarily have the salt in the bread with you, but okay. Look, I, I would say if somebody, uh, if you see this already, you realize you don't have, oh, I didn't dip it in salt. Rabbi Yoshev didn't either, and neither did Shalma so don't worry about that. Um, um, it's an interesting, uh, we know by the Sfardim, and I, and I think this is true, that the Simonim of Rosh Hashanah are done on both nights. I believe so. Um, and I have also done the Simonim. That is true. Yeah, and, and I've also done the Simonim on both nights. But you know, there's a question whether to do the simonim on both nights. So, Rav Yoshev, uh,
1: Many of the asfaradim they have a minhag not to bring dva, uh, honey, because it says lo taktiru and uh, and soor.
0: On the mezbeach.
1: So right. this, the table is like a mezbeach, so they bring only sugar.
0: That's interesting. So do they put sugar, do they pour sugar on the challah or on the, on the pita?
1: No, they bring sugar like they bring salt. They bring salt as well. They bring sugar and they dip the challah in the sugar.
0: In the sugar. some like say they dip it in sugar. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Um, so, Reblin, the- yes, Richard?
1: Okay. I just sang dip the challah in the sugar.
0: Dip, you're singing the song, dip the challah in the sugar. Doesn't sound so good, does it? Okay. Okay. Um, Again, if you want, we can sing the old Archie song. Honey, na-na-na-na-na-na, sugar, sugar. Okay, next. Rabbeinu noag leechol es asimon in bebeis As we said, Rabbi Yoshev used to eat it on both nights. And this, I thought, was a chiddish. U bebeis sudois <laughs> hayom, b'tchilas ha-suda, acharei birchas he would actually eat the simonim during the daytime. Now that I've never heard, to actually eat the simonim in the morning meals as well or the daytime meals, that I thought was an interesting minute from Rebbe Yosef. Um, let's take a look and see if, if we could figure out why. Um, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, which is the source for this this minag, it says Yehei Adam Rogil Echol Rubia, that's one of the Simonim, right? The Shari Chuba brings some of the Eoraba uh, and from the Gon Chida, but that, that is both meals at night. So that's where we have, for the Sephardim, you can't get bigger than the Chida, as you know, Moshe. The Chida, even by Yechokham Avadia, is the big one. Uh, if the Chida already says that, okay? Yes. If the, if, if the Chida says both nights, it's obvious. Because it says Rosh Hashanah means both nights. But if you take a look at the other great Sephardi Godel from baghdad It's Hidush
1: to me that the Ashkenazim, they don't do it both nights.
0: Yeah, there are many Ashkenazim that don't. Many Ashkenazim do not, are not mocked and both
1: nights. The Ashkenazim, they don't have the, uh, all the Simonim that we have.
0: True, they, but even the Simonim, they do have they do like carrots or whatever it is. You're right, they don't have, they don't go out of their way to to get every single simon that's mentioned, generally not. You know, today things have changed. I don't know, maybe in Corona, every we're, we're cutting down on things. But I know that by the, I know with Efrat already, who we brought into our family. We have been doing the simonim. Uh, I expect to have all the things, including rosh kevis. You'll have to send me Moshe. I don't know, can you? Can you send me? You already got your rosh kevis ready. You got your.
1: You could go to. Uh, you could go to Pinchas and get one. Okay. He.
0: I don't think if I I think if I bring it in the house I think I'm going to be in trouble. Maybe you can send me a slice. But anyway, um, the Ben Yoyada, the other great Sfaridi Godel from from Baghdad, says based on this Gemara in Horios, Rogil in Shata Rubia. So Rogil, why does it say Rogil? Rogil. So the Ben Ish a beautiful diuk, says Rogil means that. Any meal of Rosh Hashanah, you eat it. You do it on both diets. You do it by both days. And this way, you do it four times. Because we know Regilus is at least three times. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) So that's where, if you want to be Rogil, that doesn't mean Rogil every year. It means in each Rosh Hashanah, the Ben says, you have a Regilus. Because you have four meals that you have to eat. (laughs) Yeah, four <laughs> meals that you have to eat. So at least three of them, uh, three means four. That's the Chiddush of the Ben Ishchai. So it sounds like Rabbi learned uh, uh, knew about this Ben Ishchai. Um The, uh, the Mat also mentions the Sudha Sayyim. Rabbi Ephrayim Salma Margolis. He says, So the Matafrayim says, yeah, you could, if you have them. Not everybody has them. But Rebbe Yoshev kept, I don't know if it was based on the Menishchai or based on his own Chidush, but this is what uh, he would do. He would have them for all four meals. Um. Now, There, there is a suffix about the simonim that are bari priyadama. The reason is, is because even though you're eating them specially for a simon, it could be that's, in other words, a fruit is like a dessert, a grapefruit, an orange, or whatever you have before the meal. You could say, even though I made hamozi, this is sort of like my, you know, dessert-like appetizer that I have before the meal. But a vegetable, let's say you're going to have peas. One of the simonum is uh, black-eyed peas, right? One of the simonum, rubia, one of them is, is like a vegetable. Or a selic, right, which is beets. Or then you have karti, you also have uh, leeks. All those things are vegetables. So there's a suffix whether you need to make a broch or not, or are they nichlal they in the hamotzi? Because you're eating them special, now, now on the bari priya etes, Rebbe Yoshev felt you can make a bari priya eight separately. And with that, that would be all right. Because, but on the bari priya doma, he was mesupik. So, um, Rebbe Yoshev, Rebbe will be very happy to hear this. What did Rebbe Yoshev do? He would make a bari priya doma, it would say, on a, on a banana. <laughs> he, would make, he would take a banana on Rosh Hashanah, make the bar pri adama because that's like a, a that's like a vegetable. That's not a vegetable. That's a, that's like a fruity adama, and that would be the adama, like because it's like a dessert, and that would be would, if, would that would be nikhla. Any of the other Simonim lifter as simanim, um, bar pri adama, and as Rebbe Yaakov used to say, um, there's a in general, by the Simonim that you eat in Rosh Hashanah, like crow, and silka. So obviously, on a regular day, if you would bring uh, beets or whatever it is right after the Hamletzi, you wouldn't make a brocha. That's true, you're eating them as Simonim, Rabbi Yoshev said, I'm not sure. So therefore, take something that you definitely have to, and, and Rabbi Yosha would use said a banana. That's what he used to use. And with that, he patted them with his bracha. Um, the, uh, now, uh, that was what Rebbe Yoshev says. Rav Shlamezalman interestingly enough, also talked about this. He felt that the only one that you need barah priyadoma is the crook. Um, because he says that's the one that, because the, the, that's the one I guess that's uh, you wouldn't eat normally. And have in mind the peas and the beets and the leeks, because I guess the crow is sort of like um, what's the crow again? That's kara or but that's the one that you wouldn't eat normally. Um, he says, nobody eats crow machmasuda. asuda. Uh, Moshe, what's the crow again? You can look it up. What is the crow again?
1: Uh, let me get my machor, hold on. Yeah.
0: So he says that for sure. When it comes to the beets and it comes to the uh, the others, that you could say is like a vegetable that you're having at the beginning of the meal. But craw is definitely so you don't have to have a banana, according to Shlama Salman. Um uh, now, um, it sounds like the, I'm not sure who this is, but it sounds like one of the postgames says that in Eretz Yisrael they eat crow as well. So, if you make a bar pri adam, it might be a brachul of atola. Oh, right. So, I'm not sure, but in other words, so it's an interesting machlokus, Rebbe Yoshev, and um, Rav Shlomazalman, whether what you should do to get rid of this question. Should you take a special banana or not? Well, yes, Yosher felt you should. And Rosh Hashanah Zalman said it was, you don't need it because the crow itself would be enough. Um, one thing that I know, uh, uh, maybe I know by the Sfardim, uh I don't know, I, I actually am not mocked, but on the this.
1: The over here in Machzor says it's the uh, long of an animal. A lung. We usually don't don't have this siman because it's very hard to get a lung of an animal in, in America.
0: Uh, so those are things which nobody eats. So you could say it's definitely well, Shame siman. But um, so that was what the do you practice. mean
1: nobody eats? It's a delicacy in uh, no, no, I, in the Middle I, I, East.
0: It is a delicacy, but it's not the type of thing which is part of a normal meal.
1: Getting it not for you.
0: <laughs> the point is <laughs> the fact that it's here tonight. It's so special that you know it's not part of the Hamotzi.
1: In other words, that's the question. Well, no. The, uh, I, I know for a fact that the Rav Yosef says, that we don't make any Hadamah or, or well, for Korah, it had to be Shehakol. But since you're in the middle of the, after Hamotzi, so you don't make any bracha except Ha'ayetz.
0: Just to make Ha'ayetz. So I'm not sure what their cra is. It sounds like their cross is something different. Shomazalman's cross sounds like it was something like a Bari Priyadhambra. Here's another thing which again I and maybe I should be more Nizar in this this coming year. I don't know. Um I'm not so mockbit on saying the shame Hashem, especially when we're learning, because I want people to to know what I'm saying. Um, you know, when we say a posuk, you know, many times I'll I will I won't say Hashem. I will read the pasuk with the shame in it. Um but Rebel, and, and but what about on on Rosh Hashanah when you dive to Hashem to that these simanim should should somehow be a tefillah using these simonim as a tefillah to have a good year? Do you say Elokeinu? Do you say Adonai Eloheinu VeLohe Avoteinu? Is that the way you say it, or do you not, or do you not say, or you maybe just say Hashem, or you just say Yiratzon Milchnei Avinu without even saying no, anything?
1: you're supposed to say. I mean, by, by us, we have to say. We have to say the full name. You say the full name, but Rabbi Yoshev didn't,
0: yes. which was interesting. Let's take a look and see why. Um, so, if you look in the Mishnah Burah, the Mishnah says the Nusach is Yirat of Hashem Elokeinu, Lokei Abisenu, She So, um, there was a, uh, a Rabbi Yaakov's son who said, that in Yerushalayim, they ne- they didn't say, a a They just said, Avinu Shabashamayim. And we know that Rabbi Yoshev's mechuten was one of his mechuten, of course, of Shlomo Zaman Orebach. His daughter married Rabbi Azriel Orebach. But one of his other daughters, of course, Rabbi Batsheva, married of Chaim Kanievsky. So that was another Machutin of his was the stipler, Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky. The stipler did not say Askar Hashe. Um Rashlomizalman was in the middle. The first min that he took, which I guess would have been, a, would have been dates, because that's the one that's closest to the word Eretz So that's the one you would say Yitamu Sonenu. So there he would say with Haskaris Hashem but all the others he wouldn't. Um, now Rashlmazalman they asked him, well, if you hold like Rebel Yashev and the stipler. And and others don't say it at all. Why do you pick one where you do say it and the others you don't? So Rosh Lomazalman said, look, if you look in the post, if you look in the Bura, and, and this is what you're saying, Moshe, from Chochem Avad and others, it seems like you should say Elokeinu and say the shame. But Rosh Lomazalman says, it's hard for us to be machaven properly when we say the shame. That's a Shama Zalman speaking, It's tzaddik. And therefore, it's better, he felt, not to say the shame Hashem. And that was uh, the minag of Rebel Yosheb as well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.